Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my look at my favourite Mad Max movie, something that most people don't agree with, and one I've seen the most, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. The third, and to many, the last Mad Max movie, set 15 years after the events of Mad Max and 5 years after the events of Road Warrior. So this puts it at what, 2000? Made on a budget of $10 million and making $35 million back. Co-starring the biggest pop star of the 80s, Tina Turner, some say she steals the movie, comes the 1985 Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Some say this is the Jedi of the franchise, as the kids are more like Ewoks. Whatever you think of it, here it is. So with that, it is on for the show, starring Mel Gibson, Tina Turner, Bruce Spence, Helen Buddy, Angelo Rossettio, I think that's how you pronounce his name, directed by George Miller and George Ogilvie. The plot, Max stumbles upon Bartertown after... All his stuff is stolen from him. Uh, Bartertown is run by Auntie. She gets him to kill co-owner Master Blaster. In exchange, he'll get everything back that was stolen from him. If you want to do so, he's banished to the wastelands where he finds kids waiting for someone to take them to tomorrow. Morrowland. Can Max save the kids for Auntie or will they be crushed under her heel? The movie opens up with a Teen Turner song, One of the Living, which I don't really know. And that's saying something because I am a huge Tina Turner fan. Then, on to a bird's eye view of Max, once again played by Mel Gibson. As he isn't doing so well with his V8 muscle car, has now been turned into a wagon, being pulled by camels. He is then buzzed by Jedediah, played by Bruce Spence. This is not the gyro captain, a completely different character. And his son, Junior, played by Adam Cockburn, in their PL-12 air truck single engine biplane. With Jedediah jumping from the plane and landing on Max's wagon, stealing it, Max's monkey throws items from the back, including a dog whistle and cowboy boots. Walking the wastelands, Max stumbles across Bartertown, in which someone tries to sell him a radioactive water. Going straight to the pawn shop, ran by the collector, played by Frank Thring, Max tries to get his things back, however, the collector hears none of it, until he shows off his quote-unquote skills by blowing the headdress off one of the many goons in and around the pawn. Once Max leaves all his weapons, with the coat check girl if you will, he's taken up to see Anti-Entity, played by Tina Turner, in the famous chainmail dress that weighed over 131 pounds, with huge 80s hair, which was a wig, as she had to shave off her real hair in order to wear this huge wig. Inside Auntie's covered penthouse, and put to the test, which is to escape Iron Bar, played by Angry Anderson, neck restraint, Paul type thingy, and then attack from Auntie's other goons. She offers him fresh fruit, water, and a deal at crossbow point. The deal is to kill someone, that someone being Blaster, played by Paul Larson. Get out of town, and no one will know why. Auntie then shows Max Underworld via her periscope, which had over 600 real pigs and almost shut down production because of the amount of shit they had and the stench and ran by a master played by Angelo Rossettio. A little person uh, with a huge chip on his shoulder. So much so, he humiliates Auntie by turning off the power, ran by pig shit, and then making her beg to have it turned back on, saying Master Blaster runs Barter Town. So off Max goes to do some recon on Master Blaster down in a pig pens, in which he makes Pig Killer, played by Robert Grubb, who helps Max later on in the movie. Gotta say, I'm loving this mid-80s saxophone music mixed with the clanging metal drums and anvils, giving Bartertown a real industrial-type feel. Master Blaster gets his mechanic Blackfinger, played by George Spartels, 
to disarm Max's wagon slash car, as he has 12 pounds of TNT all set to blow. He wants to disconnect the battery until Max tells him otherwise, then refuses to disarm the bomb. So Master gets Blaster to chokehold Max, saying he runs Bartertown and he's in charge. Also, the pig shit isn't pig shit, it's energy. He then gets Master to pull the plug, so to speak, and humiliates Auntie by getting her to say he runs Bartertown over the loudspeakers. Max again held by Blaster, this time by the mouth, is forced to sound his booby-trapped car. And it's here he finds out Blaster is sensitive to loud noises by getting, well, sorry, by setting off the car alarm. Auntie then shows Max Thunderdome, a hell in a cell which will make Vince McMahon cream in his pants. With the famous rule, two man enter, one man leave. He picks a fight with Master Blaster, so it's on a death match in Thunderdome, hosted by Dr. Dealgood, played by Edwin Hodgman. In hilarious parody of game show host brought to you by Anti. So, with the crowds climbing the dome to get the best seats in the house, so to speak, and with Max having his secret weapon, the dog whistle, it is on as Anti uses her chairlift to get to prime seat on Thunderdome. Max and Master are strapped onto huge bungee ropes. Dr. Dealgood explains the rules and reasonings for Thunderdome, aka no rules and reasons are they don't want to have another World of War. Free. His glamorous assistants hand out the weapons to the crowd and place around the Thunderdome, including a chainsaw and a huge metal mallet. It is on a fight to the death as the two men spin around the dome, with the crowd chanting two men enter, one man leave. Max tries to use his secret weapon, however it is blown out of his mouth as Blaster is jumping all over the top of Max's ribs. With the crowd chanting for blood, Blaster goes for the weapons, picking a pike which he charges at Mike. Mike, Max even, <laughs> missing and killing a crowd member. Max jumps for a chainsaw which won't start, so Blaster chases him around a dome until Max grabs the pike and cuts a Blaster's ropes. He is then leaping over the dome. He finally grabs the metal mallet and finds his dog whistle in the middle of the cage, which he uses and swings the metal mallet, striking the giant in the round head until his helmet flies off, and we find out he has Down Syndrome. So Max stops a fight, and it's down to Iron Bar to put two arrows into the into Blaster, after Max blots out this wasn't part of the deal. So Max has to face the wheel because he busted a deal, another one of the great rules for Thunderdome. After a crowd turn on Ante, Max gets Galag, I guess I pronounced that, which means getting sent into the wasteland on the back of a horse, tied up with a Maragral mask on his head to face certain death, even though they were actually that, they were Russian death counts, but moving on. That night, with Bartertown in darkness, Ironbar and his goons torture Master by dipping him into the pig pens below. And he saves Master from this, telling him to do what Ironbar said. Deep in the underworld, Pig Killer sends out Max's monkey with a water pouch to find and help Max. And how the hell did he know that this monkey wasn't going to open the water pouch and drink it itself? Here the movie splits from being a post-apocalyptic movie onto a Peter Pan remake, kinda, with the introduction of the Lost Boys. At the horse that Max is riding dies of dehydration and gets sucked down into the quicksand. Just then Max's monkey shows up and gives him the water. Walking the sand dune for hours if not days, he collapses and is found by Savannah Nix, played by Helen Buddy. She takes Max back to the Oasis hideaway, where the kids nurse him back to health and give him a haircut. And this is the part where George Ogilvy took over. And you can tell with this Lost Boys shit. All of which could be bloody well cut. Anyway, once Max comes to, he's told the history 
of the kids via their version of TV, which is a wooden frame on a large pole. So long story short, after the bombs fell, the world went to hell. A lone captain, Captain Walker, steals a plane, however, it crashes and the kids are the only survivors. A. Where the hell are all the adults? And B. Why so many kids? What did he do? Steal a plane full of children and pregnant women? The kids think Max is this mythical Captain Walker and he'll lead them to Tomorrow Morrowland. Max breaks it to the naive kids that since Apocalypse... There is no cities left, technology is all but finished, and there's nothing but the whole earth, which should be radioactive by now. And that is it, their little whole earth being the oasis they're staying in with fresh water, vegetation, and shelter, basically. Again, I don't get why this place is not radioactive, but moving on. The kids feel a gust of wind, so don't listen to Max. Instead, they take him to the downed 747 and expect him to fly it off the ground. Max just about turns and heads back to the oasis, in which the camp wants to split into two. However, Camp Elder Slake, played by Tom Jennings, says no, there's nothing out there, and it will stay put in the oasis. However, Savannah hears none of it, and leaves with a small group of kids, until Max pipes up, telling them there's nothing out there but Barter Town, and that will swallow them whole. She doesn't listen, so he takes a shot at her, using S Slake's cane, which is actually a gun. She still doesn't listen and tries to leave, so he fires another shot at her, causing the kids to throw their spears at him. So she chases them down and punches Savannah square in the mouth. Because why not knock out a 17 year old girl, for God's sake. And Max supposed to be this hero. Hmm. That night, after Max falls asleep and ties up Savannah's group, Screwless, played by Rod Zunick, lets them go. A hyper kid wakes up Max, telling him the group has left. Also handling all their names, which I won't name here because A, I can't be arsed, and B, God knows what name goes with which bloody actor. Max agrees to get the kids back with the help of the two unnamed kids in tow. Deep in the dunes, Max finds the kids getting sucked into the quicksand. He says all but one, and that night, Screwless wakes Max excited, only to find Bartertown in the horizon. Max and the kids sneak in via the pig air duct. Unfortunately for Max, Screwless almost gets caught and it's down to an unnamed kid to swoop down to save him. Now Ironbar and his goons know about Max and the Lost Boys. Pigkiller uses a chance to escape with Master. With Ironbar and his men knocked out, Max and the kids use the feeding tubes, or feeding shoots even, to get down. Unfortunately, they're caught by Blackfinger and he raises the alarm. Pigkiller steals a train that powers Bartertown, which alerts Auntie, so the chase is on. With Bartertown in flames, Auntie and her men give chase in their methane-powered rocket cars, cars even. After Auntie riles up the town, she gives chase. Yes, that is Tina Turner driving that rocket car, which was an automatic as she couldn't drive. The chase is on, and it's pretty much falls road water, except with a train and not a tankard. Auntie's men catch up with the train, so Max and a few kids jump off to protect it, as others fight off the men who are boarding the train. Screwless jumps onto a car and knocks out the driver using a frying pan to the head and then drives it because he seems to drive all of a sudden. Ironbar jumps from car to car then impales Pig Killer with a harpoon, much like they did in Road Warrior. Max rams the car into the path of the train and again much like Road Warrior, Ironbar holds onto the grill of the train truck after the car explodes. Blackfinger and Anti board the train just as the kids escape on a locomotive, so Blackfinger pulls the pin, separating the train carriages with the locomotive. As Anti grabs Master, Max boards the back of the train and saves Master from Anti's grasp and then just leaps onto the locomotive. Iron Bar 
somehow crawls up the speeding train and grabs Master. However, Max kicks him off onto a bike and sidecar, which crashes so hanging on for dear life and barely misses the rails. The kids cut the male arm and he falls to his death, except he doesn't. He somehow survives a, what, 100 foot fall and gets into another car, which is a f- Oh, moving on. Max pulls out the harpoon out of Pigkiller's leg as up ahead, Junior attempts to hold up the train. Junior makes a run for it after seeing Andy and her men coming, so he is followed to his underground hideaway where Max gets jetted out to fly the Lost Boys away in his biplane. Too bad the plane is too heavy, so dumping all their crap from the plane, he turns the plane around and is down to Max to sacrifice himself in order to get the plane to take off. So Max sacrifices himself by ramming his car into Iron Bar and killing him. So with Max lying about dead, Andy pulls up to Max, sashes over him, over to him rather, and say, it we a pair raggedy man, laughs and just walks off, as you do. The kids find Sydney and rebuild a destroyed city, telling stories of Max to the young as credits roll, and we don't need another hero, please. Such was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. If they cut out the stuff of the kids, this would have been a great movie. They should have stayed in bloody Barter Town and Thunderdome and had more fights. Tina Turner holds her own in the show-stealing role. Mel Gibson, however, just looks bored in his role. The stunts are great and the set pieces work. However, that 20 minutes with the kids is toxic. So for that, I'm going to give this thing a 5 out of 10. Don't forget to leave a like and follow me on SoundCloud. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me movie suggestions or what you thought of my podcast too. Here's Johnny's reviews at gmail.com. Come back next week to see if we needed another hero in Tom Hardy's Max in Fury Road. In April, I'm looking at arachnid films such as Eight Leg of Freaks and Arachnophobia. May is Star Wars Month, June is Lost Boys, and July is American Pie. Also, I don't forget to check out my other podcasts such as Aliens, Die Hard, Batman Returns, Donnie Darko, and Viva Vendetta, or my other franchise podcasts of Omen, Psycho, The Fly, Gremlins, Critters, Resident Evil and Underworld and a bye.